Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, okay. Hey, hi, hi, ho. Oh. Okay, nice. Well, I got the squeaky chair, huh? Did you guys, uh, did you guys switch it while I was up? I know. God dang it, guys! You got me. What happened to those guys? Out of paper, out of stock. There's friendly faces around the block. Break loose from the chains that are causing you pain. Call Michael and Stanley, Jim Dwight Creed, call Andy and Kelly. For your business paper needs or Dundamip, then the people purses paper people Dundamip, then the people purses paper people Dundamip, then the people purses paper people. Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office by fans of The Office. I'm your host and king of the stupid universe, Sean Roney. And I'm Edwin James, Michael's number two. And with us, as always, our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward. What are all those stains? Blood, <laughs> urine, or semen? God, God I hope it's urine. <laughs> Every week we get together and talk about our favorite show, NBC's The Office. Today's topic... Stanford, Connecticut! Stanford, Connecticut! Um, I'm excited to dive into the Stanford, Connecticut story arc. Yeah, this was a bit of an era or a time in the show at the beginning of season three following Jim's departure uh, and beginning a new role in Stanford, Connecticut. We get to see how that kind of impacts everyone back in Scranton and how Jim kind of takes on this new chapter in Stanford uh, for at least a handful of episodes before the show brings them all back together. So we're going to look at how the show kind of charts that time or navigates that time. Yeah, yeah. Sc- scary times for Jim and Scary Bams. times. What will happen? We're going to be covering just the time when we actually see the Stanford branch, so not after the merger. We're going to be talking gay witch hunt up through the merger. Correct. And uh, and then we also got a conference room later. We got some trivia. But uh, let's dive Pretty right usual. in, guys. Let's dive right in. Well, we looked it up. Stanford, Connecticut, right there on the water across from Long right. Island. Mm-hmm. The that, Long Island Sound is is uh, uh, the, wa- the body of water. That's the view. That that's the view the that you can see. That I never I actually. It took me like a few watches before I even realized there was a like a when he says get a load of that view. I was mm-hmm. like, there's nothing out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we get to see the like exposition yeah, but, shots. Of yeah, the, the, yeah. It looks like a marina. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, are but, you happy with your watch now? You said it took you a few watches. <laughs> I'm still still searching mm. for that perfect watch. Sorry. Um, <laughs> well, of course, uh, at the end of season two, after Jim confesses his love to Pam at Casino Night and is ultimately rejected, he transfers out of Scranton Branch and moves to Stamford, Connecticut, um, which is kind of a reveal in season three. He's he's not around um, at the start. Uh, yeah, it's jarring. It's just suddenly <laughs> he's there, and we get that flashback, one of the few flashbacks we get on The Office uh, in Gay Witch Hunt. Mm-hmm. And we get uh, Dwight's uh, emotional reaction mm-hmm. to uh, losing Jim. I miss him so much, Jim. <laughs> yeah. False. False. Yeah, this is uh, Dwight's time to shine. He's he's happy about it. Something that's, that's right. very common in a workplace is someone, obviously people leave the jobs all the time, and office places have to adapt 
and and uh, react to that kind of change. Yeah. Uh, we see Ryan move into Jim's desk. Uh, we see Pam often looking at Ryan, right, but it's yes. nothing compared to the way that Michael looks at Ryan. <laughs> that's such a good, that's such a good cutaway. <laughs> uh, we get to see Ryan maybe take on some more sales responsibility. We get to see Pam try to figure out what she does next in her personal life, uh, and I suppose maybe her professional life as well. Thinking more long term into future seasons mm-hmm. now that she's no longer engaged to Roy. Um, we get to see Michael kind of struggle with the fact that he thinks that Jim uh, left to go work for Josh. Yeah. And and that wake of Jim leaving, like it, there's a vacuum that, like you said, all these characters are filling. Mm-hmm. And it's a nice point, I think, in the whole arc of, of The Office, like the start of season three. I mean, obviously, season one was so short and unique and different. Season two completely resets the show. And season three, it almost resets the show again. Definitely. By like taking Jim out and forcing the characters to deal with that and then also introducing some new characters that we learned definitely Mm -hmm. well you mentioned josh and um you know although we meet this the rest of the stamford branch in this episode and we actually go there for the first time um we've met josh porter before the stamford branch manager back in season two uh episode 16 valentine's day when michael has to go to new york and give a little presentation for david wallace so that's right um and the other two managers are a total joke um i can't remember the the uh, craggers <laughs> yeah that's right craggers mm-hmm. is totally inappropriate and dan gore from buffalo dan yeah gore. that's right and they're they're kind of just a, a couple of chumps just like michael but we it's kind of established <laughs> that, that josh porter is the real golden chump boy. parade yeah, yeah right <laughs> chumps mm-hmm. the chump parade that is right. Dunder mifflin Um, Jan talks about Josh a lot and stuff. Yeah, we've heard about him before. It is interesting how The Office expands its universe and shows another branch and gives you kind of this mirror of Dunder Mifflin Scranton in Stanford, which is a little bit more functional. The offices seem a little bit more professional, I would say. Oh, yeah. A little more nicer. Yeah, more professional, definitely. Mm -hmm. I think it's a more modern space, big windows. That establishing shot of their building, you're like, oh, this is a much bigger... Yeah. and obviously it's they're in, they're in like the greater New York area, so it's yeah. going to be you know there's probably a lot more bigger buildings. Stanford, Connecticut, very close to New York. But mm-hmm. when you think about going from Stanford back to Scranton, it's just like well, that's a quite a downsize mm. that you're doing. You're now in this sort of industrial <laughs> yeah, warehouse area, <laughs> yeah, like with hedges that you can't see past, mm-hmm. as opposed to at the top of this building with a nice view. That's right. So I don't blame Jim for making the move. I mean, like he said, he he pushed his chips in and uh, didn't pay off. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting the way that the show expands to, uh, its Rogers, location and setting. Yes, that, that yeah, is true. that's right. Um, the show story. expands its location and setting and then gives Jim that sort of character development by being in a new place and seeing him you know, work with a different manager, a different uh, antagonizing co-worker, mm-hmm. and yeah. a different sort of romantic interest. Yeah. And the way that that kind of coalesces in the merger after that threat of downsizing that kind of pervades the show throughout the first two and a half seasons, I guess. Mm-hmm. One branch does finally close, and it brings Jim back into the fold, but it also kind of brings a ton of new characters together and creates something different for the show. But mm-hmm. it's interesting to watch the two offices operate in parallel right. while you know something is going on in Scranton. We get to see Jim deal with something small, such as we're trying to get that bag of chips for Karen. Right, for right. Stanford. Yeah. Well, in a way, you get to see what Jan's been seeing this whole time that we haven't, right? Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's true. When, that's true. Like, there's, a, like, you know, Scranton Branch is, a, is just a joke compared to something like Stanford, which mm-hmm. seems to run very smoothly. Right. Well, you see, you mentioned expanding the universe. Like, it's interesting to just see the layout of a different office. And we get it a little bit later in season five, too, when you, on, the, on the business trip. But, like, in this one especially, we get to see a conference room meeting that's kind of competent. Like, yeah. you see Josh sitting there and actually just, like, 
going over the business and being they, like, hey, Karen, where are we at with this client? They and have a joke at Scranton's expense. Like, yeah. they have to let, he has to go over some, right. like, human They have to go through the diversity initiative yeah. because right. of what happened at the right. Scranton. And, we, oh, and then we later we see, Brown, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Larry, Larry Wilmore, Wilmore, Wilmore again. That's right. It's, uh, so that's kind of a funny thing. It's, it's like, we do need to sort of take the temperature of how bad is, how bad is Michael at Scranton? And mm-hmm. it's helpful to see this other branch. And the other characters in it. Even the way the desks are laid out is interesting. Like the way they work, they, they shoot with other. that. Yeah, when they're when they're staying late and doing the shots. Yeah. You know, the way you can kind of, you can see Karen in the background not actually drinking. And so that's kind of fun to just see how they shoot it around mm-hmm. that office too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, uh, and speaking of the other characters, yeah, we kind of get a new, uh, a new Pam in a way, a new uh, romantic interest for Jim, Karen Filippelli. And we get played by Rashida Jones. Filippelli. A Karen. A Filippelli. And well done. <laughs> Filippellers, how they hanging? To the left? To the right? <laughs> Hello, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and of course, we also meet uh, what is uh, maybe a new Dwight, a new enemy for, mm. for Jim. Frenem- frenemy. Um, Andrew Bernard. Andrew Baines played Bernard. By, played by Ed Helms. Um, oh, is that who plays it? <laughs> Get the whole nine nards. <laughs> Large tuna. You've seen my cellular Laying device. on the charm. Um, what, what did you... What, <laughs> like, what? Large tuna. Have you seen my cellular device? Um, one of the discussion questions I had for this... Uh, for this topic, um, w- do you remember back when you were watching uh, this live uh, back in 2006, 2007? Mm. And ah, we, we used to be able to go out, <laughs> throw the football around. Your pastors back then. Were you ever like, were you kind of, were you buying that we might stay in this world for a while? I mean, we, you know, as, as I, don't I, I mean, it's eight episodes mm-hmm. that. That we spent, or seven episodes that we spent in the Stanford branch. Well, I think, I think, yeah, of course. I mean, we look at where the show was. It hadn't been on the air for very long, and mm-hmm. the first season is certainly much, much shorter than the second. So we had no idea. I think, as a viewer, or at least I personally did not know where this was going to go. I didn't know that they were going to merge back together. I didn't anticipate that. I right. just think week to week, I was just or hoping how long to, it was going to take. Yeah, you pay attention to the overall plot dynamics, but it's not as if um, this was a, a drama the way we have them now, and sort of we call it like golden age of television with all these yeah. hour long dramas that you see yeah. where you're following you know, a very long seasonal storyline. Mm-hmm. This is a sitcom, you know, that aired week to week. And so it's hard. I think it was hard to anticipate where it was going to go, mm-hmm. um, especially because to go to a new location at the beginning of the season is totally different from where the office was in season two. So that's what I remember. But mm-hmm. yeah. it's cr- we t- I'll take it for granted now because we've watched it so much. But right. it's crazy to think about how much change there is in this time. It's like we have this cliffhanger at the end of season two with Casino Night, and then suddenly it's like Jim's in a new office. Like, like mm-hmm. how it was crazy stuff at the time. Right, right. Well, really, all we get between Jim and Pam during this time is that one phone call when he calls the office mm-hmm. to talk to Kevin about mm-hmm. fantasy football, and then Pam and Jim get to kind of share a, a quick conversation, and and there's like a glimmer of hope for for the mm-hmm. audience that oh yeah we're we're coming back to this. Don't think, worry. Yeah. You think at the end of season two, Jim and Pam have never been closer in that moment where they kiss. Mm-hmm. And then at the beginning of season three, when you kind of get to see where that cliffhanger goes, they're literally miles and miles away from each other. Right. They're, they're in completely different places. And I think as a viewer, I mean, thinking back to that time, there was kind of a beautiful sort of tension, not knowing where that relationship was going to go. 
right? Right. It was a will they, won't they in the first two seasons, and now it's like where they go from here because yeah. they're and, they're so far apart. I think I'm thinking of Jim looking at that empty chair um, while the, uh, Mr. Brown is delivering his diversity seminar. Right. The chair next and to him in the, the conference room. The voiceover for Michael is when two people find each other, what should keep mm-hmm. them apart? Mm-hmm. So because yeah. the chair next to him, that's where she. Would normally exactly, on, right? yeah. It's it's this nice moment, and that's it's also during uh, the episode Diversity Day. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's um, kind of deepened by the fact that we know that Pam and Roy have called the wedding off. We learn that too right away, mm-hmm. and they're eating you know chicken or fish, right. and they have to eat all their leftover food. So that adds it adds this element of like, mm-hmm. okay, well now Pam's not marrying Roy; she's single again. Jim's single. Like this has to happen, but ah, oh, crap, they're in different cities mm-hmm. now. Yeah, and, and then you know Karen's there, so. They 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 found a way to completely repackage that tension between yeah. Jim and Pam, and I think it works so well. Like you mentioned, that call they have, like right. Even Jenna Fisher and John Krasinski's chemistry is still like crackling just over that phone call. You know, <laughs> yeah. like it's it's kind of amazing how how like potent that is and how realistic it feels. Mm-hmm. Of like this, like even the way when Pam picks up the phone, she's oh my gosh, like she can't help herself but have right. that reaction. Yeah, and it's like oh man, all those feelings are still there, and it's it just sets up this amazing season of their relationship and, or jumping ahead to the merger when jim comes back and he like tries to be like uh hi you know mm-hmm. uh, like i'm new here where's my yeah. desk and she's like I, <laughs> she like runs and gives him a hug and he's like i was trying to do a little joke there like i like we hadn't met and she's like i know i don't care <laughs> <laughs> there are a couple other moments like that as well during the convention when they're about to leave and michael says to pam is there anything you want us to tell jim and pam says um and then they just um 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 um, 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 um right. But yeah. then later, when Michael is on the phone with Pam, you get to see Jim kind of react to knowing that Pam is just on the other end of that phone. Oh call. yeah, right, right, right. Or um, when the merger and branch closing is kind of happening, and there's a lot of uncertainty about what's going to happen, and you know, Ryan says to Pam, "Oh, is Jim coming back?" And Pam kind of downplays. It. Oh, yeah. I don't know, maybe. Right. Well then, totally. well Jim goes also to talk to Josh. Porter goes into his office and is like, "So about this is back when he thinks that people are coming to Sanford, mm-hmm. and he's like." you know, who's coming exactly? And, you know, Josh is like, uh, I don't really want to talk about it. <laughs> but, yeah. And well, then they, right as that happens, Jan walks in. And they do such a good job foreshadowing, foreshadowing that. And they've all, obviously they've kind of dropped little breadcrumbs along the way that like Jim is not, it's not a great fit there in some ways. Like, even though he's like always helping out Josh and Karen's kind of eye rolls at him about yeah. it early on, right away, we get Karen mimicking Jim and being like, he's always looking at the camera like this. What is that? Which is a nice way of sort of, it's like no one's buying Jim, or it's like okay, I forgot. Yeah. This is still this documentary. It's great. And now the Stanford branch has to deal with it for some reason. Like, yeah, I guess right. Josh signed on with this now too. <laughs> Going to let a crew in there, but I I like that Karen mimics him right away. Of just yeah. like okay, Jim's not the you know, he's not a love interest anymore in That's the way right. he was to, to Pam. Even though he ended at up at least for Karen. now, yeah, right. yeah, even exactly. But that sort of the documentary feel really comes back in that moment, and uh, yeah, yeah. Well, we we talked about uh, the uh, the Scra- the Stanford branch being maybe a little bit more professional, a little bit more polished, but they do have they do start to show some quirk- quirks, um, specifically Call of Duty, <laughs> <laughs> mirroring my own life right now yeah. with uh, Warzone, <laughs> new, new game out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But uh, yeah, your Call of Duty, which is to stay home and play Call of Duty. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's very true. Do your duty. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy that they play that in the office and how seriously that little conference room meeting. Yeah. With Andy. Saboteur. Is, is so Saboteur. Fun. I'm going to kill you A for real. A sniper in Carrington. 
we're on the German team. <laughs> Wait, I think it's the new guy. He just says to Josh straight out. Yeah, I think it's yeah. the new guy. <laughs> Wait, we're we're playing on teams. Yeah. Uh, another way of Jim making he doesn't quite fit in yet. And, yeah. Uh, you have a feeling like this isn't going to work out. Well, there's a uh, there's another great moment uh, in the Call of Duty duty thing where um you know you, they kind of like are building on that relationship between Karen and, and Jim a little bit where he's like she's can see over his shoulder that he's running into a corner <laughs> just <laughs> jumping yeah. yeah and she just walks up and shoots him in the back of the head and any like, last words yeah and then yeah that's right and then he's like psychopath uh, and she kind of like gives she has a lingering look uh, <laughs> um i'll say man that this this season 3 Jim in Stanford. That's this is some hot, hot Jim. They got him. They, <laughs> they, they like kind of loosened up his tie. The way his hair yeah. is, like, there's just something he's got a right. he's got a mm. certain quality about him. Mm. Where they're like, you know, it's, this is single on the market Jim. You know this this uh, the Call of Duty thing kind of makes me think of when Andy Bernard says uh, Andy Bernard does not does not lose contests. He wins or he quits them because they are unfair. <laughs> and when I think of Jim, it's almost as if Jim either wins or he just doesn't take it seriously at all. Yeah, yeah, you know. Where it's like when they play Call of Duty, he just doesn't. Well, he doesn't care. He's gonna. Oh, yeah, man, right. You're a psychopath because you want to. You know. Right. Yeah. It, yeah. It <laughs> seems so like funny. he's trying to care, but like I mean, it's an it's another example of him. Like it's easier just to not care. You know, for for Jim sometimes. That's what Michael says during beach games That's too. Right. Jim isn't taking this seriously. Yep, yeah. Yep. Um, another way that uh, Stanford mirrors um, Dunder Mifflin, you know, Jim trying to prank uh, Andy, but then there's that part where Andy. Freaks out. Oh yes, or else the way I'm Jim, gonna lose my freaking the way mind. Jim, like adjusts himself, yeah. looks at his screen again, mm-hmm. and really it's like good. it's just kind of like a little thing where it's like, and he gives a look to the camera where he shakes his head no, and it's just like, okay, maybe he's we're not in Kansas yeah, He anymore. just learned that he can't do that anymore, mm-hmm. um, which is maybe why he has to do the facts, the faxes uh, from future Dwight mm-hmm. back to Scranton just to get just to get a little pranking in. Well, that's he says that fix. when he gets and he goes, ah, I missed that when yeah. he does the Gator call. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they call right, him up and right. he has that feeling of just like man he just hits the random keys on his yeah. keyboard yeah. and he's not even <laughs> what's yeah. gator oh yeah that's right. right he's not even ready for it you know he's totally readjusted it's a great way to get out and give him time to mm-hmm. actually because then he eventually makes it and mails it to him <laughs> Sends it to but in the meantime he's like oh sharper image is sold out it's like I can't yeah deal with this right now but I'm going to because I remember this and to, I miss it <laughs> to think that he doesn't get the payoff from playing those pranks until watching the documentary several years later <laughs> well and he, it's he must know it's for it's for Pam because he's like yeah. Pam's gonna get receive the package, deliver it, and see him open it. Right, and we see Pam reacting to it like that, she knows. Oh, that's right. At least. So it's almost like he's communicating <laughs> that with Pam part though that. when he realized. Yeah. <laughs> the little over his own buckle. This, oh no! This era of the show is such a perfect coalescence of the mundane nature and the small storylines from the early seasons. A lot of the silliness that we see in the later seasons and the unresolved tension of Jim and Pam. I'm mm. just thinking about that now. How. In the, in these episodes, you have all of those things kind of working together, and so they're really, really, they're really great and compelling. Still, some little shots of just random things. We get that shot of Meredith eating the Purell, the hand sanitizer. <laughs> oh god! Yeah, she eats about nine, uh, probably ninety dollars worth of hand sanitizer right there. But you still, yeah, it's it's just funny. There's still little shots like that that kind of go away mm-hmm. in later seasons. Mm-hmm. Like this early season three is still you know very early office. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, we get. Uh, meanwhile, back in Scranton, Phyllis, we learned Phyllis gets married in Gay mm-hmm. Witch Hunt. That's right. You know, cool. <laughs> 
<laughs> what about uh, what about uh, Diwali when they have their late night drinking? Um, like it, mm, back in Stanford. Stanford, I think is another episode where Keep it's it like twenty dollars a person this time. <laughs> I think that's what did they do last detail. time? Yeah, you know? yeah, what did they do last time? <laughs> they balled out. Who knows? Um, yeah, I love that. Uh, I mean, that's a that's an example where it's like by this point, maybe it was starting to feel like we were going to spend more time here. Mm-hmm. Like Jim's getting pretty comfortable here. I mean, you've also got uh, initiation with the squeaky chair, and like there's kind of a dynamic building between. Karen and Jim and Andy. Um, uh, Karen goes from being kind of uh, annoyed or kind of put off by the way Jim looks at the camera to being kind of charmed by the way that he right. deals with these little issues around the office. Well, it seems like Stanford's a little cold, a little like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I mean, what we learn later is that Josh Porter puts himself before others, unlike, uh, I guess, unlike Michael Scott, but it, it, oh. it, in, 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 in his principle, in yeah. his personal principle, maybe not in action, but it's a management style. It doesn't work for Tony Gardner. That's really, uh, yeah, it doesn't work style. for a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, let's go back to the convention. Yeah. The convention's um, an interesting, it's because this is episode two of season three mm-hmm. and we don't see Stanford at all, but they have an interesting way of getting around that, which is let's. Let's explore Josh a little more. Let's have let's see Jim and Josh's friendship and contrast it with Dwight Another. and Michael. And so they have this kind of third location for them to go and all mingle. And we get to see these sort of face-to-face Stanford versus Scranton uh, things that at least Michael feels like it's that the whole time. He's just right. very defensive. Oh. And when Josh makes that comment about, hey, if we absorb your branch, we'll make sure there's a place for you, which Michael is just like, oh. it's on. <laughs> Right. Or uh, or another shot of Midori, perhaps, <laughs> yeah. and then they all laugh. <laughs> oh, sorry, kind of an inside joke. There's this bartender in Stanford. Uh, inside jokes. <laughs> Love inside Ooh. jokes. I think in that in that episode too, we also get to see Michael really directly confront Jim about why he left, mm-hmm. thinking that it was because of is he funnier than me? Right. Mm-hmm. He's, he's <laughs> yeah. very very uh, confrontational about Jim about why he left and why he thinks. Uh, you know the the insecurity he feels uh, next to Josh. You mm-hmm. know? And when Michael learns that it's not about him, that it's actually about Pam, he he shifts right away into like, oh, well, like, no, like, Pam's single now. Like, you can, yeah, like, oh, he, you don't know. Like, yeah. r- right away, Michael it just goes from being really defensive about it to wanting to help Jim out and like let him know that there's still a chance, probably because he wants Jim to come back. But you know. Yeah, but yeah, we know there's a lot of interesting conversations throughout the convention. We uh, we also see Jim kind of extend the hand to Michael uh, when Michael is throwing his party, and mm-hmm. those two guys from Hammermill come up mm-hmm. and they say, "Oh, are you guys? Do you guys work together?" And he sa- and Jim says, "No, we used to. Now we're just friends." Yeah, Michael says, "Best friends," <laughs> <laughs> which I wonder if like Jim's okay saying that now because he knows he doesn't have to go to work with Michael, mm-hmm. so yeah. he's like. I could say we're friends now. <laughs> like, Michael's not going to dress yeah. like him, like he's in not the gonna, secret, right, right. buy grape soda. He's yeah. not going to like figure out a way to make me go to a bar with him after work. Yeah. So it's so, like, fine, yeah, we're friends now. There's also just, I mean, you know, just in comparing Scranton and Stanford, like the, Michael looks like an idiot that whole time in front of Jan and, and Josh, um, you know, giving his per diem tip to the guy cleaning up plates and all these other things. But um, no one was calling you. Mm-hmm. You don't have email on your phone, <laughs> but then, uh, but then, of course, like he lands that uh, you know can can now sell. We can now sell hammer hammer mill products, like you know, so effortlessly because he's able to connect with people. It's like we saw back in the client, you know, with, with Tim Meadows, like he's able to connect with that guy in his hotel room and 
<laughs> I mean, he also get... he does he almost does the same thing in Pretzel Day too mm-hmm. when he like somehow makes that huge sale mm-hmm. when he's like going crazy jump. At some point, he makes that huge sale. That's right, Mr. Caselli. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Caselli, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yes, my, professionally at least, Michael Saban Grace is that he is a great salesman. That comes yes. through time and time and again. And this is a perfect little moment that encapsulates that because Josh and Jan say they're exclusive with Staples. But Michael's yeah. sort of uh, willingness to kind of make personal connections, That's to kind it. of he's creative enough and ambitious enough and delusional enough to challenge what seems like it would be impossible. Sometimes. And he does it wearing white pants and a swag Microsoft mm-hmm. office shirt. <laughs> swag. <laughs> That's his outfit. He somehow gets that deal. Done. I decorated my condo with all of my swag. Yeah. I would, I now want to go back and look at his condo a little closer. Mm-hmm. Is there, is there any, Where's all the swag? Is there any swag from there in a corner mm-hmm. somewhere? Yeah. Jan probably got rid of it all. Um, Wisely. Before we move on to the merger, is there any other, any other moments? In Stanford. Just Michael hitting the buttons on that Blackberry mascot guy. <laughs> and Jerome Bettis. Why yeah, do they call Jerome, him the yeah, bus? Yeah. Because uh, he's afraid of flying. Yeah. Uh, I, I would say throughout all this, back at um, back at Scranton, we're seeing Dwight have the room to sort of become the powerful man he wants to be. Right. Without Jim there anymore, he's really making moves. Obviously, the coup is huge for that um the unexpected uh, enemy of andy this is a period where we're getting one of my favorite dwight things which is him and angela having secret conversations facing opposite directions in the same room um (laughs) they don't go to that as much later in the show but at this point we're just in these beautiful times where very tight shots from far away and both of them Mm -hmm. talking very seriously (laughs) um and the the coup is like a crazy episode for dwight it's like the entire scene about Crentist is one of the best acted scenes, I think, of the whole series uh, between Steve Carell and Rain Wilson. It's so tense and so well shot Crentist and well written. Yeah, a forgotten gem from that episode is "Hug It Out, Bitch." That's mm-hmm. <laughs> you truly. can stand up, truly you can hug it out, bitch. <laughs> and I'm sure you know. I'm, I think at some point we should do an episode about the coup. I think it's a uh, hugely important. Relationship. Great episode. If, if we do a Dwight and Michael episode. I have a laundry machine. <laughs> Which we should do. So we'll go talk about that later. But yeah, let's move on. For to the now, we're mo- moving on to the merger. Episode eight. Um, this is, of course, now we've learned Josh Porter t- took another job at Staples. Um, Jim, you know, tells the camera, hey, say what you want about Michael Scott. He would not do that. Right. So Michael's um, caring about his branch and his family, I guess, wins in the end. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, we get some people moving from Stanford to Dunder Mifflin and some folks that we actually haven't really met yet. Tony Gardner, we have met before. He has a brief moment with oh, Karen. Yeah, with the vending machine. Yeah, he's like, Karen, can you help me at the vending machine? I need your skinny little arms. <laughs> um, and uh, But we haven't really met Martin Nash yet, um, who Jim or and Martin Hannah. walk in together talking about sports. Mm-hmm. So I guess they're buddies We now. see Hannah very quickly during the Call of Duty thing. I think the camera mm. pans over her, but she doesn't have any lines or anything mm. like that. Yeah, yeah very serious. Uh, kind yeah. of almost like a taller Angela is, is what Hannah mm. seems to be. Brunette, tall brunette yeah. Angela. But yeah. we get to see them, <laughs> as the Stanford characters come into the office, we get to see Michael greet each of them individually and make them feel uncomfortable individually. Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. gosh. Yes. Well, Karen, <laughs> a terrible manager. <laughs> yeah. You're exotic Gosh. looking. Was your dad a GI? Uh, that, oh man, <laughs> one of the cringiest moments for sure. And then, then the pan over God. to Pam. possibly Filipina. God, oh boy. 
Oh, Pam one thing horrified too, in that movie. We, I forgot to mention from Stanford too, because we talked about this watching the episode. Was mm-hmm. the uh, we get drunk Jim on the bike? Oh yeah, he's obviously mm-hmm. you know inspired to ride his bike Closer just like Josh, but he's not wearing ride. bike gear. He's just wearing his work clothes. Rookie mm-hmm. mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, and and biking at what appears to be some sort of cruiser. Uh, anyway, but we we get drunk Jim only a few times throughout the whole show. You had you identified the other ones. There's uh, he falls into the bush here. We hear him oh. on the phone. In Niagara. In Niagara. Right, right. Uh, when Jim and Pam go for that long lunch, and or they never found the bottom of the bottomless mimosas. That's right. <laughs> That's right. See, a PDA, season seven. PDA, yeah. there you go. Um, yeah. And then I think there's one other time, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. Yeah. Hmm. Only a few. But this mm-hmm. is yep. this is pretty uh, can mm-hmm. ride a bike straight, Jim. <laughs> Crazy. Nice basket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> um, one by one, it, uh, after, of course, they, they merge branches, uh, Michael's going to scare off all of these employees, but this is we all decided that the stamp for branch arc seems to end with the merger, and I think really with with the first um, person quitting, which is uh, Tony Gardner, mm-hmm. um, Peroni Tony, <laughs> yeah, poor he guy. Yeah. He didn't think Lazy Scranton was funny. <laughs> I think one of the cringiest moments in the whole show is when they try to put. Lift Tony up out of the table. That's mm-hmm. that's a tough one for me. <laughs> He's like, don't. Let, yeah, that's yeah. Really I usually love all the cringe moments. I love Scott's tots and Ooh. episodes like that. But that particular moment with the table is very very tough. I mean, really, can you imagine them coming from from Stamford mm-hmm. Branch, where it seems like things are pretty quiet and straightforward to to this? One thought that occurred to me too is when Andy and and Michael are like. Um, both like thrusting on others on either side of Tony, mm-hmm. like during the uh, during the night of the Roxbury bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Andy must have been the one at Stamford that was probably like lowest rung, you know, like he was probably like, and then it, all of a sudden it's like, oh my god, Andy's gonna thrive in this. Office, well, yeah, and he's, you know, he has the, he find he's like, I now's my chance, you know, chaos is a ladder. And in the merger, uh, Andy wants to climb it. Yeah, that's right. I mean, he does come in with that regional director in charge of sales title. Uh, yeah. And he does seem to, you know, um, kind of suck up to Josh uh, yeah. the same way that he does to Michael. It's unclear how much that's rewarded. Right. But uh, but to your point, he does come in. I'll be number two in this office in six weeks. How? how? Mm-hmm. Personality mirroring, name repetition, never breaking off a handshake. <laughs> it's the same way he's going to get through anger management. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, any any other uh, big thoughts about the Stanford uh, story arc? This is the most natural endpoint, I think, because Andy obviously lives throughout the entire show. Yeah. Karen goes through the end of this season and then comes back in Branch Wars mm-hmm. and in Threat Level Midnight. Yeah, um, it could be it, it could be argued that you could go through the 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 convict because Martin, Martin Nash yeah. is is really central to that mm-hmm. episode and and quits at the end of that and then I mean Hannah is around for a little bit and quits off screen off screen after uh, back from vacation mm-hmm. um, we don't see the actual gone. Stanford right. branch after that yeah Never I think that's again, that's no. why well, I think we aligned on this being kind of the natural right. endpoint because we don't see that separate location that's right yeah. that's right it's interesting too to see Jim get reintroduced to the people he already knows mm-hmm. when he comes back you know or you know and it's like people are he has. That's when he has the moment with Toby, like the uh, fist bump. Like, yeah. oh, is that oh, your that's thing? That's a tough one. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. So rude. They yeah. also reset the dynamic where Jim actually slots in as Michael's number two instead of Dwight. Yes. Which right. causes some uh, 
some ripple effects in Benihana Christmas and other, you know. Yeah. Right. Like it's and then not Dwight takes the to... number three fight to Andy. <laughs> right, exactly. Then Dwight yeah. and Andy are pitted against each other. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We see uh, maybe the, old, the chummiest moment between Ryan and Jim in the whole show when, you know, all the excuses, you know, look alive, Halpert, welcome back. Yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, that's where it ends. Um, and yeah, and then, of course, the great moment with Kelly in the kitchen. Of, okay. uh, how are you doing? You know, I just told you after the whole <laughs> <That's> <laughs> celebrity babies. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that, that's an interesting dynamic, but yeah, then, you know, by the end of the merger, it's kind of like right back where we were with a couple new faces. It feels good to be back. That's, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's how they're going to do this. Yeah. But Stanford, it took a while. Stanford like, was a little cold, a little boring. Like it's mm-hmm. it yeah. distant. It wasn't yeah. the office. It was, no, it was, it was fun to watch them kind of play out small storylines and, and little office moments, uh, similar to the beginning of the show mm-hmm. with, Jim, Karen, Andy, and I guess to a lesser extent, Josh. Mm-hmm. But uh, it is nice to see everyone return to the fold. And then obviously the there's like new characters introduced that, you know, Jim, Pam, and Karen are all mm-hmm. coexisting in the same office space. Andy and Dwight are coexisting in the same office space and eventually competing for Angela. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are dynamics that are born out of the rest of the season. But uh, it is nice to see things kind of converge. And you know? a- Andy is such an important ingredient in the, this whole Stanford arc. I mean, while he's in the actual Stanford branch. Right. Because his personality is kind of different than what it becomes even not that much later in the season three and season four. Because he's he's this really kind of East Coast preppy mm-hmm. kind of asshole vibe going on. And that almost... That carries over certainly until he punches a hole in the wall and then it sort of changes. Um, but I can see why that like you need that element because we, we don't want to watch just an efficient kind of regular office in Stanford. That's right. why you need Michael Scott and you need these people. That That's why the show is so funny. Right. So it's like you need to have Andy Definitely. be that role because Josh Definitely. certainly isn't. You know, it's sort of I forget who meant who made the joke of like you don't want to see it's it's not as funny watching a stand up comedian who's like super in shape. Or like physically, right? <laughs> like, it just doesn't make them funnier. That's right. And it's like it's not funny to watch an office that just works well, right? You know, so it's good they come back to Scranton. Definitely, of course, definitely. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. We need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Um, well, with that, uh, let's move on to a little conference room. Conference room, five minutes. All right, so our first conference room topic is just something that we were discussing, <laughs> kind of hanging out. Uh <laughs> Uh, just uh, we were talking about if you had a vanity plate for your car uh, outside of the William Hung inspired, yes, uh, well hung. What would be some good office vanity plates? Okay, do we keep it to eight characters? So we ke- we're keeping ish. it to eight characters, and just to make this fun or less, we'll, you you spell them out, and then we'll figure out what what that means. Love it. Oh, we're spelling them all out. Okay, you, go that's ahead. Fine. Go, I can some of mine. Some of mine, I mean, mine aren't that. That's fine. Yeah, they're pretty easy. Yeah, to figure out. Right. Easy. I have a couple yeah. that are. All right, all right. Do you want to go round table, or you just want to go? Let's go around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I I I can start. Here. Go ahead. I've got a. I'll give you a tough one to start with. Great. F L. D S G L T N, Florida Stanley. Yeah. Wait, what? Say it again. It's not no, not Say quite. F L D S G L T N. This is a, like there's no way he'll get it. What? <laughs> I, what? What is it? F L D S G L T N. 
Full fun. disagulation. Full. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. But nice you want one. people on the road to know what this is, right? Uh, no, I'm trying to stop them. Okay. <laughs> okay, sure, sure, sure. For this game. Okay. Yeah, I'm not going to get any of these. Uh, all right. Uh, all right, here's one. My other ones are a lot easier. This one's pretty that. easy. BTS, BRS, BSG. Wait, give it to me again. <laughs> BTS, BRS, BSG. I don't know. What is it? Be- wait, wait. Bears beats Battlestar Beats Galactic. Bears Battlestar okay. Galactic. <laughs> well, I took this in a different direction. Here's mine. Big Tuna. I also wrote, oh, yeah, nice. I also wrote Big Tuna, for nice. sure. Uh, I'll give any. I also wrote Worm Guy. <laughs> worm one Guy one. like that. I have M Scarn. Yeah. Yeah, do the scarn. Yep. Yeah. Uh Y E P P R S. Just a Yeppers. Oh. <laughs> nice. That's good. I like Yep. That's really good. Uh I have Shulala. Shulala. Eight letters. Yeah. That's <laughs> nice. Here's one for here's a challenge. F N R T H N G S. Wait, what is it? F- Finer things. Yes. Oh, nice. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Nice, nice, nice. I have Long Tim. <laughs> long Tim. Oh, that's very good. Uh I did uh Did I Stutter without vowels? Mm-hmm. Um, pretzel day without vowels. Oh, just nice, P R T Z L day. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I did uh, the number four D A S T N L Y. That's Florida. That's Florida Stanley. Florida Stanley. That's good. I just had a straight up Dunder Mifflin D N D R M F L N. But yeah, nice. Here's here's one for you. D M D U Z G B. Oh, Dunder Mifflin does get his <laughs> Yeah, that's good. I also had uh, S-T-E-401. Sweet 401. <laughs> good one, man. Uh, here's one. Uh, unarmed. <laughs> we are unarmed. <laughs> Knights of the Night. You'd have to get a Knights of the Night uh, like outline or the little thing mm-hmm. you do around a license plate, mm-hmm. the frame. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, Knights of the Night, the and it would say unarmed. And then yeah. unarmed. <laughs> I have Nard Dog. Nard Dog, obviously. Okay. I yeah. accidentally typo. I wrote Nard God, which would also be funny. Mm. <laughs> uh, here's one. Here's Randy a tough Bernard's one. kids, Nard Pups. Nard Pups. Here's a tough one to figure out. Um, I did not realize this is what we were trying to do. Uh, this is fun. <laughs> B-T-M-D-B-R-K-S. Might help. B T M D. B T M D is the first word, uh-huh. and then B R K S. Breakers or something like. No, I don't know. First word is B T M D. I don't know. What is it? Just don't. Just butt mud Brooks. Butt mud Brooks. Okay. P R S N. Butt mud Brooks. I also had P R S N Mike for prison. Prison Mike. That's a good one too. Yeah. I had baby Wawa. Oh, uh, that's good. Mr. Poop. <laughs> and then, uh, I don't know how you would do this, but what up, Cynthia? <laughs> well, wow. nice, nice, nice. That's great. That's good. That's great. That's I think good. that's all That's all I got. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Um, okay, so this, uh, this next topic comes from Haley on Instagram, who uh, called out that in our coronavirus slash corporate episode, we could have talked about, number one, whether or not corporate would ask the Dunder Mifflin employees to come in or work from home. Mm. Um, but then also that we could have talked about how now when you wash your hands, you're supposed to think happy birthday twice. Uh, right. The idea, we could have done Michael singing the high harmony on happy birthday twice. Happy birthday. Yeah. Um, so a couple people. <laughs> happy birthday, buddy. <laughs> happy birthday, Creed. Skip around the room. <laughs> uh, a couple people have sent us uh, the hand-washing diagram with other office songs right. uh, sent to us. So uh, Jess on Facebook sent us The Hunter, 
Uh, took me by the hand. Oh, oh yeah. And then it's good because it's a hand themed uh, song. Too. And then Kayla on Facebook sent us the do the scarn. Oh, step oh. to the right, and you wash that hair. <laughs> Make new friends, tie some yarn. That's how you do the scar. You flip yeah. water all over. Yeah. Um, are there any? So we were just gonna do some other song, office theme songs that you could mm. sing to yourself while mm-hmm. you're washing your hands. Did you guys have some? Goodbye, Toby. Goodbye, Toby. <laughs> just sing that whole. It's early morning uh, yesterday. yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm washing before the dawn. <laughs> uh, Germs got to be moving on. <laughs> okay, sorry. I have a little drummer boy. Um, take me home, country roads. Oh yeah, of course. Uh, soaping and washing with love. Soaping and washing with love. Whoa. Uh, Another plug, please, for spinning and reeling. Go listen to that song on Spotify. I have a grassroots. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, Creed Bra- just Creed oh, Bratton Creed solo okay. album. It's really good. Uh, Rock and Robin, Washing Robin. Oh, that's good. Oh, yeah. Or uh, Rock and Washing. That's good too. Uh, would you change your mind? I'll be first <laughs> in line. line. I'm still free. Are we doing this again? Uh, no, 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 no. I was. No. Ah, I tricked trick you guys Easy. into it. Uh, Dunder Mifflin is a part of Sabre. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, zombie. <laughs> yeah. And then last. Love uh, me, love me. Say that you love. The Tuna! Last... <laughs> oh, closer <laughs> I am. <laughs> Uh, the last one I have was just uh, it is it is a song from the office, but it's also our theme song, "Out of Paper." Oh, of yeah. course, or, or the 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 B side version, mm. "Out of Paper," "Out of Sock." Boom, boom. Yeah. Yeah. Friendly faces is around. around. Wow, Stanley, you have a lot to learn about your own culture. <laughs> yeah, stop, make, stop. Oh no, Daryl, Daryl, yeah, you have a lot yeah, to learn. Yeah, yeah, that's I'll it. make you a mix. Yeah, <laughs> Stanley says you are not as fun as your Jamaican brothers. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All righty. Here we go. Time for some trivia. Let's just do our thing, collect our hardware, and get the hell home. All right, guys. I did some trivia just going through episodes from this arc, so we're going to stay right in the fold here. Love it. Um, All right. Here we go. Question one. What exactly will it say at Ryan's 10-year high school reunion? Ryan Howard is a junior sales associate at a middling paper supply firm. Oh, so close. So close, mid-range paper ah. supply firm, not mm. middling. Very close. Again, correct for anyone else except Edwin. <laughs> Need that hundred uh, percent. Fill in the blank uh, from quote from Michael. This company has made it my responsibility today to put an end to blank years of being weirded out by gays. Five hundred years. Hundred thousand. <laughs> oh, hundred thousand years. Oh my god. I'm trying to move away from the number questions, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but that's such a yeah. crazy number. Um, what is the exact name of the convention? Mm. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if the top of my head, what is it? It's the annual Northeastern Mid-Market Office Supply Convention. Wow. That's a tough one. Um, what are, what are the name of the reps that come to hang out with Jim and Michael? Mm. Oh, I don't know. Eric? Evan. Evan. Is, Evan's the other guy, and then he brings his friend to oh, introduce himself. Arnie Reisman. Arnie Reisman. <laughs> Arnie Reisman. These are tough. Um, what's the name of the cartoonist Pam Dates, and how do Ryan and Kelly know him? It's Kelly's neighbor. Yes. And then his is, first name. Is his name Eric? No. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh my God! Shares the name with the CEO of the company, Randall. No, Alan. Alan, correct, mm. correct. Alan. Freedom uh, fries. More freedom fries. Yeah. Uh, Michael. Uh, he loves ketchup. <laughs> Michael says that Josh reminds him of somebody he went to high school with. What does that person from Michael's high school do for work now? 
I don't know. I don't know. He's trying Our to like wash or something? he's trying to like cut Michael there. He's like, yeah, he reminds me of this guy with high school. He's a TV announcer for the Eagles. Oh, <laughs> I went really deep and looked yeah. at yeah. announcers for the Eagles in these years, mm-hmm. and no one there was a, no one was really in the same hmm. age as Michael. So mm-hmm. I don't believe Michael. He lied. Turns <laughs> out. Um, okay, what road did Ed Truck die on? Roots, uh, drunk as a skunk, flying down. <laughs> Route six. Route six. Very oh, correct. Right. Which is a which is a highway in Pennsylvania. Uh, when Michael and Dwight are discussing the statue turned robot to honor Ed Truck, what mm-hmm. two features does Dwight suggest to keep the robot from turning on them? Extension cord. Yes, a six foot extension cord. Uh-huh. And make it smaller yes. than a human. <laughs> yes. three, three quarter size. Yeah, make it a two thirds size, not life size. Life size, and Dwight's like, mm, better make it two thirds. Yeah. <laughs> Easier to stop if it turns on us. <laughs> right away, Dwight's like, it's gonna turn on us. It's a robot. Yeah. Um, what's the fake name that Jim uses to call the distributor for hers chips? Oh, uh, this is blank from the West Side Market. I don't know. A tough one. Eric. Mike. <laughs> Eric. <laughs> what flavor of soda is the can Dwight is trying to shove the bird into for the funeral? It's green. It's green? So it's, it's probably... Lemon lime. Lemon lime. Good job. Um, what's Hannah's last name? Smoke Ridge Bar. Yes, sir. Oh. And last one. Kevin suggests Cajinos as the as for a goodbye group lunch that mm-hmm. Phyllis is organizing. But Angela doesn't want to go because it's far away. Mm-hmm. Where is Cajinos located? I don't want to go all the way to blank. Yes. Carbondale? Dixon City? No. What is it? Honesdale? Dunmore. Dunmore. Very good. I I like how we're learning all these (laughs) cities in Pennsylvania. I know. I looked it up, though. Honesdale? Yeah, Honesdale. Kajino's is a a real place. Looks great in Dunmore. It's only an eight-minute drive from downtown Scranton. Dunmore. Angela doesn't want to drive eight (laughs) minutes, I guess. That's it. All right. Well, thanks, There we man. go. Hey, and everybody at home, thank you so much for listening. Please, please hit us up. <laughs> <laughs> we have plenty of messages. Give us, yeah. yeah. You make send it sound really a, desperate. Send us some messages. Uh, we're excited to do some mailbag episodes please soon. Please watch the path. <laughs> 503-694-9314. Call us and leave us a message. We love to play them on the show. You can email us, mspodcastcompany at gmail.com or on Facebook and Instagram, Michael Scott Podcast Company. We're on Twitter at Michael Scott Pod, and we have a website, michaelscottpod.com. Special thanks to Ryan Lloyd, who runs our social media and designs our artwork. Uh, this episode was recorded in Portland, Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks so much for listening to the show. Uh, we love and appreciate every one of you. Can't wait to be back next week. Bippity poppy, give me the solid. Yes, yes sir. sir. Love me, love me, say that you love me. Boom, me, boom. Stop. Go on and boom me. Love me, love me, say this that This is not you fair. It's gonna be my head all day, please. Me, Go on and boom me. Love me, love me. This is not a proportionate response. Say that you love me. Boom me, boom me. Go on and boom me. I don't care about anything but you. Whatever happened to those guys? Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.